You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. This, 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 Disciples. Welcome to podcast number 241. This one dedicated to the world of boxing. We're the Fight Disciples, and you can subscribe to us via iTunes and all Android feeds are on our website, fightdisciples.com. We're on social media as well, at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We live there throughout the course of the week. Uh, so if you've had your fill on podcasts, uh, there'll be more news and views and videos coming your way via our social media feed. So please subscribe, follow, do whatever you need to do uh, to be a part of this nonsense. Uh, we're on location this week. Uh, I've been invited to uh, Nick's house, his new house, for the first time. Um, his missus is not too pleased about that. Uh, because uh, I was only allowed in one when it was totally finished, and two when it was uh, uh, clear tidy. when it was tidy. It's yes, neither, it's neither finished nor tidy. That's it. Um, so uh, you'll be in the doghouse after this. But the reason for it is because I've just picked him up from the airport because he's just landed back from Las Vegas because he's been at UFC two two nine, of which you can hear on our UFC podcast. All Not the, much happened. All the trials and tribulations. Not much happened out in Vegas. Mm. Fucking hell. Quite a lot happened. He was basically on a hangover tour, mate. He's like that fucking uh, Mr. Chow. That's what he's been like. <laughs> he's been like Mr. Chow for a week. Uh, so go and have a little bit of a listen to that once you've uh, once you've finished listening to this, of course, because yeah, there's lots to chat. talk about from uh, from the world of boxing, uh, of which we're going to get stuck straight into with Arta Baturbiev. Because you've actually just seen Joe Gallagher and Callum Johnson in the airport, just seen, haven't you? I've just seen him in the airport on the way back from Chicago. Yeah, poor Callum. If it wasn't bad enough, he'd uh, he had a bad shine and he obviously lost the fight, but it looked like he'd lost his luggage as well. So Wounded. Not what you want. No, it isn't. It is not. Uh, regarding Callum Johnson, we knew he was on a hiding to nothing, yeah. but he's the one that put his hand up in this division. Nobody in the top 15 wanted anything to do with the IBF light heavyweight champion. He put exactly. his hand up, and not only did he put his hand up, he took it to him. Exactly. And I couldn't, even though the result didn't go our way, I couldn't help, yeah, the, I think the word is pride. I think it is pride. I'm proud to class myself as a fan of him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because if he'd just gone there and been Spartan in 10 seconds or whatever it may be, you think to yourself, yeah. But that didn't happen. Yeah, he was down in the first round. Climbed up off the floor. But he climbed up when he was quite obviously hurt and he went, do you know something? Fucking let's have it. Yeah. And he took it to him. And he gave him something to think about because when he had him down in the second round... Baterbiev was down. Baterbiev was down in the second round. Yeah. And he was visibly shook, like proper. When he got back to his feet, I thought, fucking hell, he's gone. Jump on him. And he didn't. And I just think to myself, he, he's obviously worried when you've got, when you've got a, a wounded animal like that injured yeah and they can punch like the turby of can punch 
obviously you've got to be a bit more strategic about the way you go about finishing him. Obviously do. I was just giddy as fuck watching it going, jump on him, do him, finish him. Of course. But you have to be a little bit more strategic because if something comes back the other way and you've not seen it, you're going over yourself. I just thought at that moment, go on, lad, just just fucking go for it. Chuck the kitchen sink at him. Obviously, it didn't necessarily pan out. And in the fourth, the, f- the shot that finished him just scrambled his brain and he couldn't get up. Yeah. I but a great it. effort. Four yeah, rounds, but yeah. great. I watched it in, the, in a replay in the casino about two o'clock in the morning, three in the morning. And um, obviously, I seen the first knockdown and was like, oh, fuck. Because, you know, Callum was was hurt by that shot as well. Like, but he did What well. did you make of it? It's like he'd switched off. His yeah. head was through the ropes and it was like he was... Maybe the referee had said break or stop or something like that, and he wasn't protecting himself. No, he wasn't. No, no, he, he just left himself open. He, <laughs> he took, took a, a clean shot. Clean whack. I know. And just to get up from that, I thought, oh fuck, we're not hiding to nothing here. And then as, when he when he dropped Batebiev in the second round, if it was the same kind of knockdown, I'd probably agree with you that he should have just pounced on him. But it wasn't. He kind of clipped Batebiev and knocked him off balance. But when Batebiev stood back up, he didn't. He didn't look like he was scrambled or anything. Do you know what I mean? There was a slight wobble. Just a slight one. Yeah, I didn't think he was in that much trouble. So it was probably why I didn't pounce on him. But as you say, he went out there. No one else wanted to take that fight. He went out there and he fucking went for it. Yeah. He rolled the dice. He didn't. He didn't get through muddle his way through twelve rounds or try and pinch anything. He knew he had to bully Batebiev. Yeah. He knew he had to fight fire with fire and sometimes sometimes it would come off and sometimes it doesn't. Mm. But at least he went out there and he fucking went for it. And Batebiev quite comfortably for me is the most dangerous in the dis- yes. this division. He had to be at his very, very best. And he was listen, he was great. Third round I thought he looks good here. Yeah. And the fourth round, the way that he moves, the way that he finished, he looked great. He looks brilliant. And I personally think he's the best of the lot in this light heavyweight division. But for it's a good division, it's a great division. Yeah. Bivol, um, obviously, you've got Alvarez. Alvarez. You've got all these lads; they're all brilliant. Stevenson, but, yeah. Listen, but I, I'm going with this lad. I'm going with Batsebia, right? Callum lived with him. Yeah, he lived with him. He had him on the deck for the first time in his professional career. He will come again now. Normally, when a British fighter goes and fights someone like this and gets absolutely spangled, you go to yourself, "Nah, that's it." There's no chance of a world title there. It's British, European, Commonwealth levels, all right? Because the talent pool is just too deep. Yeah. But he's lived with the very, very best one. So I think he can go in against the lads that I've just mentioned there. If Kovalev's still knocking about or whatever it may be, he can go in and I think he can live with them. And who yeah. knows? A little bit of luck here, there and everywhere in this, in this game, he could end up becoming a world champion. Yep. He's, de- he's definitely instilled that belief in me anyway. There's a possibility of becoming a world champion. Of course. I think the knockdown, you know, you need to take a lot from that. And you need to take uh, the fact that he went out there and he and he, and he took it to Batebiev. Make Take that as a massive confidence booster. Bear in mind, he's only had one fight in like 19 months or whatever it is. <laughs> That's well. another point. And that fucking No, he hasn't even had one fight. It was a, a round. He's had two minutes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a single round in 19 months of competitive action. So... He's got to take all the confidence in the world from this and hopefully he bounces back. And, you know, if I was Joe, I'd try and get him out in January, you know, try and get him out early to keep him in the gym now. Keep him busy, that's what he needs. Yeah. Callum doesn't need time to away thinking about things anymore. He's done enough thinking. Just get him fighting now. Keep him busy. Get him back in the gym Monday morning. Get him back out early in January. You know, maybe if he even def- defending one of these domestic belts or whatever it may be. Yeah. There's some uh, shows coming up November, December, mate. I mean, he could get back out back end of December, couldn't he? Yeah, Just absolutely. before Christmas. Yeah, you'd think so. You know, obviously he's on a 30-day ban now for being knocked out, but, you know, it's not like he was... Uh, it was a big shot, but it was not like he was... 
He was out, out. He was out, out. You know what I mean? He it's just, not like he he just was, his brain was scrambled. No, he scrambled. That's of course. it. He was off balance. He, his equilibrium had gone. Yeah. So I'd like to see him back out. You know, I think he's still got the British and the Commonwealth belts, hasn't he? So yeah, make a defence of them, or maybe even look at the European title. Hmm. He's definitely won a lot of fans. Not only here in the UK, who stayed up to watch that. Uh, and didn't know too much about him previous. But I reckon, obviously, with this being in America and on the, the Zone platform, yep. for those that did subscribe and those that did pay attention to it, he will definitely have gained some fans. And uh, I've no doubt we will see him over there uh, once again. That's what happens. You put in a little bit of performance. And even in defeat, when you're gallant and you're, and you're valiant in defeat, they want to see you. They want to see you fight. Uh, he's definitely won uh, a few uh, plaudits uh, from the American Germany, press. I think that belt is. The European belt's in Germany at the moment. That both sell. Dominic Purcell. Mm. That's who I'd go for next. Yeah? Yeah, man. Definitely. Um, uh, Mr. McDonnell as well. I actually tipped him to maybe pull off uh, this particular fight. I thought that Daniel Roman, because he doesn't punch too hard, Daniel Roman. Yeah. I genuinely thought, uh, and he might overlook McDonnell because he's been here before and he hasn't really lived up to the expectation of his brother, um, I just thought to myself that he might overlook him and McDonald might do this on points, but I couldn't have been more wrong. Roman, no, you, you were a bit braver than me, yeah. Roman was absolutely outstanding for six rounds. I thought he, he bullied uh, Gavin. Gavin did get back into it in those middle rounds. I thought, hey, up, he's just found his foot in here. He started to get a little bit of rhythm. Yeah, I don't, round six, seven, eight. I don't know whether it was because Roman maybe went for a walk. I don't know. Mm. Um, but he fucking didn't go for a walk when he went for the finish, mate. He uh, he sniffed blood and took him clean out. Beautiful. Yeah, he did, yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I always knew that Roman had the... He had under, underestimated power, really. I've seen him hear people in the past. I know he hasn't It's got, cumulative, isn't it? He hasn't got the biggest knockout percentage yeah. run, but he's a stinging little puncher, do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the number of shots that he throws, and he seems to have come into his own since he's become a world champion, too. So I always knew Gavin was really up against it here, but again, he fucking went out there. He went for it. It took him a few rounds to get into it, but once he got into it, um, I thought there was a point there when he might just turn, turn, the tide, turn it yeah. around, but... Um, the the problem is Roman just adds. Roman just seemed to be a little bit better in every department, you know. And when he wanted to step it up, he could step it up. Mm. And you know, as you say, the finish when the finish came, it was uh, clinical to say mm. the least. Did you see that uh, the big baby Jerome Miller weighed in at three hundred and seventeen pounds? That's what? fucking mad, isn't it, mate? When I first saw it, I thought he weighed in twice. <laughs> Massive, but so, so Derek, Derek Lewis at the UFC where I was, he just about made heavyweight. Yeah. 265.5 he was 0.5 over the heavyweight limit so you know he was 0.5 within the, the max and he's massive yeah, but Jarrell he's... Miller must be like a fucking big fat blob well check this out right he's the same height as Callum Smith he's 10 stone heavier fucking hell 10 he's a Lomachenko he's a Lomachenko heavier than him Jesus that's just like Callum Smith with Lomachenko wrapped around his belly like a bum bag <laughs> that is Jarrell Miller fuck me and then he comes out wearing a skirt yeah I know he's a show isn't he mm. to be fair the kid can box though yeah he's got some decent skills Thomas Adamek has no mug no Thomas Adamek 41 though though no mate. I know he's but he's been around yeah. you know, he's no mug yes he's a veteran now but yeah. You know, it's not like Thomas Adamex lost fucking dozens and dozens of fights. He's probably only lost a handful of fights. Mm. A former European champion, I think, maybe even four for a world title, Adamek. Good amateur. But, you know, Jarrell Miller just gets in there and knocks these people out. Mm. We kind of... Is Jarrell Miller a sideshow? Is he like a butterbean? Do you know what I mean? I'm I find it hard to take him seriously, just serious, just because the way he looks. 
he can fight, yeah, I'll give you that. He, he can fight, but you know, imagine trying to imagine trying to sell him walking out at AJ at Wembley. You'd be like, oh come on, fucking hell, who's this fella? You know, for for them, for the fans who don't know too much about boxing, yeah, who just want to go and watch AJ. If you served him Jarrell Miller, he'd be like, oh for fuck's sake, who's this guy? He's a he's a tank. He can punch like, yeah, he can, he can. Um, just to um make people feel even more uh connection towards uh, Jarrell Miller. He's just beaten 41-year-old uh, Thomas Adamek. Next. So what was Jarrell Miller? What did he weigh? 317. 22 stone. 317 pound. Yeah, it's massive. Fucking hell. Next up, 45-year-old Fraser Quendo. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's what the, t- the tip in for that. WBA belt. Because that will, what, what will happen, he'll go for that WBA uh, regular... Uh, Sniff, yeah, and then probably say, "Right, go on then, go and have your crack at AJ." I can't. I just can't see the fight, selling a fight with AJ with Jarrell Miller. Jarrell Miller. The narrative's there, though, man. They've started giving a bit of lip, haven't they? They've started no, no, talking the talk. Listen, Eddie will sell anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. he'll sell anything. We don't want to see it, but he'll sell it anyway. Absolutely. Uh, Jarrell Miller, three hundred seventeen pounds of him. Beautiful. Jesus Christ. Uh, before it in Leicester, uh, have you caught any of this? I haven't seen the fight live, obviously. I've seen the fallout of it. And to be honest with you, I've recorded the fight. I'm going to watch it today. Mm. Or I was going to watch it, but then the, re- I've, the reports have read. Don't bother. I might not fucking bother, yeah. What, you doing your, what are you doing with your microphone, you? Let me just strip that out while I just kick back and relax a little bit. What are you doing now? Taking it off its mic stand so you can lie down. It's fucking hell, you've had an heavy trip, haven't you? It's not a 10-hour flight there, son. Oh, that's better. Oh, okay. here we go. Here we go. For those that, that obviously this is a podcast that so you won't be able to see what he's done, right? He's taking his microphone <sighs> off the mic stand. He's put his feet up on his poof. Here we go. He's got his cushions all sorted. He's got his hands on his bollocks. <laughs> okay, now. Hands down the front of me kecks. I'd say, I'd, I'd say make yourself at home, but it is your home. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. <laughs> yeah, give us, a quick, give us a quick breakdown of the fight. Obviously, right. I've seen the results. Obviously, we said last week that we thought Jack Cat had a little bit too much yeah. for O'Hara. O'Hara, for me, was always going to be a... It was always going to be a bit of a, a, a lucky punch. It was always going to be the fact that he, he hits like a freight train. Yeah. But stylistically, Horrible. you know... If he wanted to, you know, this was Jack Cattrall's fight to lose. Yeah, stylistically, mate, stylistically, the the styles clashed. It was horrible. If I'm honest, the uh, there as was bad a, as, as as bad, bad as, as the two light heavyweights the other week. Which ones in the in London? The two light heavies. Yeah. The other week. Yeah. Are you talking about Acoli and Chamberlain? Acoli. Acoli. Oh uh, no 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 no. Um, was it as bad as that? The reason why this no 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 it wasn't as bad as that. The the reason why um, this clashed, orthodox southpaw right. So there was a lot of front foot clashing. They were tripping over each other's feet. Yeah. And early unorthodox. Yeah, but fucking O'Hara is unorthodox. Yeah, of course. So that just makes it. And he's worse, got massive long arms, right? So when this fight started, O'Hara's jab was absolutely razor sharp. He was connecting quite comfortably with it and he was hitting him from the other side of the ring it was it was i thought bloody hell that's really impressive the way that he's going about that he looked big he looked strong in the opening rounds and i gave the first couple of rounds to o'hara davis i thought fucking hell jack you're gonna have to put your foot down here yeah and fair play to him he did right so they'd gone back to the corner he's taken the right advice from uh, jamie. jamie moore and that's where this fight's been won because if you look at o'hara's corner it's, sometimes it's this guy, sometimes it's that guy. It's all over the place. He yeah. changes training camps. We all know his, his story regarding matchroom, moving to Frank, moving training camps, being booted out of here, booted out of there. He's never had any real consistency. No. 
It's a little bit Eubank, right? Yeah. And we being all over the place. Like, that, he? like he trains himself. So yeah, he does. And the, and therefore there was never any change in his game plan. He did the same thing every single round all the way through the fight. Now don't get me wrong, the jab was good. Mm-hmm. But at never at no point in that fight did O'Hara Davis go for it. Did he change it up? Did he change the pace? Did he let his right hand go? Whereas Jack did. After about three rounds, Jack then, right, okay, I'm going to have to change it up a little bit. I'm going to have to get inside that jab. I'm going to have to slip that jab, let him go up to the body, get back out the back end. And he did it. There was never a point where O'Hara Davis thought to himself, right, I'm going to have to put my foot down here now. I'm going to have to start chasing this fight. I'm going to have to start getting at it. And he just let it ebb away. He just let it ebb away. And the scorecards, okay, were a little bit wide. I think one... 115, 113. One had it at 118. But there was one. Fernando Laguna, who yeah. had it 118, 110. Yeah, a bit wide, that. 118, 110. 113, does that make sense? Two rounds? No, I'd probably say a touch more. 116, 112, I added that. Yeah. Jack comfortably won the fight for me. He outboxed him. He was landing quite comfortably by the end of the fight. The point was, is that he started well. Jack changed his game. O'Hara didn't. And that's the, and that's the way this fight ended up playing out. He didn't adjust himself. No, but... One, I'm, n- I'm not going to call to watch this again because it wasn't fireworks. There was nothing really there. Nobody nobody really took it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Two young, hungry lions like this. I just felt there was a moment maybe around about seven and eight where you could, right, put, go for it. Go on. Let's have it. Let's let's go shit. Up. I was watching it with Kevin Mitchell and uh, you know what he was like when he was fighting back in the day. At some point, he was just going to go, right, I'm chucking the kitchen sink at let's this. Have it, <laughs> let's have it. And he, and he was very similar to the way that I was thinking about it. He's like going, nobody's going for this. O'Hara's letting this, and he knows O'Hara quite well from the Sims gym. Yeah. And he's like going, he's just letting this slip away because he started well, Jack changed the game, and then all of a sudden O'Hara didn't have any answers for it. He just kept jabbing his head off. But I put that down to the corner. Mm. If somebody would have been in the corner that he trusts and knows the game, he'd have told him to change up, right? You're going to have to let some stuff go here now, Sunshine, in order to take the momentum away from Jack. Whereas Jamie has got in Jack's ear, he said, right, he started well. He's pinging you a little bit. This is how we're going to counterattack it. And then he didn't have to change the plan after that because it was working. Yeah. Weird. Mm. Weird how Hara can just let it slip away like that because, you know, that's two big domestic defeats yeah. for him now. You know, he was completely outboxed the first time around. This time it sounds like, you know, he didn't have the tactics right. No. But he wasn't able to adjust to it. So disappointing for O'Hara Davis because his, his career showed so much promise early and on. And he can whack. Yeah, he's got some power. He's got a personality to go with it. I know he's, I know he's a little bit fucking, he's a little bit marmite, but uh, you know he can certainly do it when he needs to. It's such a shame that he's just kind of, you know, he seems to be beating himself before he even gets inside the ring. All this messing about with his corner team and everything else. It's, a, it's a shame. You sat with him. You said he was a diamond, mate. When you interviewed him, do you know something? He gets painted. So poorly in in the and a lot of it's his own thing because you see viral content or you see little snapshots and he and he sees he says something and it's used as a soundbite and it's thrown out it's yeah. thrown out and everybody thinks he's a prick. I've spent an afternoon with him. We sat down in a beer garden. He wasn't drinking, by the way. He lives the life. And to be fair, I don't think I was that day. <laughs> but we sat down. And we just chatted. We talked about all different aspects of life. We talked about the boxing game. And I thought I came away from it thinking, nice kid, pleasant kid, little bit misunderstood. He's a little bit weird. I don't think you're going on a night out with him anytime soon. Yeah. But he seems a nice kid. He's head screwed on. He loves it. He wants he wants to do well at it. And you can't you can't think badly of someone for wanting to do that. But I just think he needs some proper guidance. Someone needs to get hold of him and say, right, this is what we're doing now, and you're going to listen to me, and this is how we're going to go about doing it. Yeah. I think I think a lot of young fighters. I don't know what it is. They do, come. They want to be Floyd Mayweather. That's it. They come through, 
And these maybe I think he spent some time in that gym, didn't he? Yeah, he, he, did. he went over to he America and he spent some time in that Floyd Mayweather gym. Eubanks has done it. He's yeah. gone out there and spent a little bit of time there, and he's seen this superstar and how he goes about his business, and he thinks that that's the way it's done. And yeah, all right, it is. Once you've got to forty odd fights, once you've beat up Oscar De La Hoya, that's you it. Fucking do anything you like. Floyd had twenty odd fights. He was. Somebody else, he was dancing to somebody else's tune. He became the king and then he took the mantle. That's yeah, what happened. Exactly. But too many of these young lads these days are looking at it going, I want yeah. to be the king from the start. Yeah. And then you don't get anywhere. Eubanks ain't going anywhere at this moment in time, really, is he? Let's no. be honest. He needs the right guidance and a trainer and he could be something because he's got balls of fucking steel and he can hit a bit. Mm-hmm. If he had the technicalities and he, and he was can caught, sell a fight. Yeah, and if he was coached right, then we might be getting somewhere. O'Hara Davis, right? He can whack a bit. Yeah. If he had the technicalities... Like you just said, he can sell a fight. He could probably go. He could probably do some stuff. I'm not talking world level, but he could probably do some stuff and go in the right direction and make a decent career for himself. But at the moment, it just seems like he's going from pillar to post and not really getting to any real destination. Yeah, absolutely. It's not good. Mm. It's not good. What was um? <sighs> go on, Nicola Adams. Like. No. You know my thoughts on Nicola Adams. Out of all the yeah. girls that are fighting at this moment in time, I just can't get into it. And that's probably because the level of competition in her weight category is just not there. I'm not arsed. I'm not arsed. I see she won over 10 rounds, 10 two-minute rounds. My dad texted me and was like, it was a competitive fight, but it's boring. It is boring. It's boring. Absolutely boring. Yeah. You, you go and watch Katie Taylor, right? And it's fucking great. You go and watch Natasha Jonas. You know full well that she's going to put somebody over. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. You stick the telly on and Clarissa Shields is on and you think to yourself, yeah, this is a bit of me. Yeah, yeah. Then Nicola fights and it's like, not arse, mate. Yeah. You're if it's the size. Well, was the level of competition. So I don't know what know? it is. I don't know what it is. Double it's Olympi- hard to get into flyweights even when they're men, unless the name's a new A. Yeah. You know, because the flyweight division doesn't exactly throw up many knockouts. Maybe it's a combination of that, but... The two-minute rounds as well, you see. I've seen a lot of people on social media were like, fuck these, t- fuck these two-minute rounds off. Yeah. This is boring. Yeah. But, uh, you weren't all that. Uh, Dubois. Yeah, my boy. Triple D, baby. He was, Triple uh, D. He was well and truly in action against uh, Kevin Johnson. He is basically... Getting rounds in the bank. <laughs> we're just getting rounds in the bank. Don't you fucking criticise Triple D. We were getting rounds in the bank. Not going to criticise him. I'm going to. I'm going to laugh at Kevin Johnson, right? Because he he does that shoulder roll. It's hilarious. He's got the Floyd Mayweather shoulder roll, but he doesn't do it with it. <laughs> he still gets it. <laughs> he, he, fair enough. He protects the chin so you can't take it out, but he's still getting whacked. Yeah, at least yeah. Floyd wasn't getting whacked when he was doing the shoulder roll. It's um, hard to do it when you're 50. Yeah. Again, I mentioned earlier that I watched these fights with Kevin Mitchell at the weekend and he was talking to me very, very highly about Daniel Dubois. Dubois. Spent a little bit of time with him at Peacocks and and what have you, and a couple of lads that do work with him. Um, He confirmed that he's the man that uh, did absolutely bingo age, yeah. He's bingoed a couple of those other kids. He's only 20 years of age. This kid's coming, man. He is coming. I just want someone to put it on him a bit and just to see what he's all about. but he's 21. Tyson was fucking 21 nailing every man and his dog. Come on, let's stop fucking about. I don't know whether Daniel's as mature as Tyson Don't care, don't care. He hits like a freight train. He hits harder than a lot of them. Let's have it. Let's put him in there. Let's have a test. He can whack. And, you know, he's going through, you know, we never, I don't think he lost a round against Kevin Johnson, did he, from what I've seen from the reports. No. Well, Kevin just uh, let it, Kevin was just there at shoulder rolling. He didn't throw out back. Yeah, exactly. Just tee off on me, kid. That's it. Watch me go the distance. I saw an interview with Kevin afterwards. He goes, well, I always lose the first couple of rounds. Well, you lost every fucking round, mate. (laughs) Chuck some at back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, One man that definitely does chuck something back, 
is uh, no, a new way, my friend. Fucking hell. Smoke show. Can I just point out, World Boxing Super Series is back. Well, it is back. <laughs> With a bang. It's not back on British television, though, yet, mate. Oh, I know, yeah. What the what fuck? What are you doing? Come on, how can you not just go, everybody happy? Go to ITV and say, was everybody happy with last year? Fantastic. Let's all shake hands. There's the new contract. Sign that. Let's get cracking. We start this weekend in uh, in Tokyo. Yeah. Why don't they just do that? I don't get it. Um, hopefully yeah, but hopefully that means it's not going on ITV. It's going somewhere else. Maybe. If, 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 if ITV go live now with like the second or third quarter final, I'm going to be fucking fuming with ITV for not picking up this first fight. Mm. Yes, I was away, obviously, but... You know, nobody missed out because you could still watch it on the World Boxing Super Series website, Facebooks yeah. and YouTubes and all that type of stuff. You could watch it, but you couldn't watch it all live no. because the first fight, uh, the Kirill Relic fight... Wasn't even on there. Was it, well, it was on after. Right, okay. So it was on set, but I already knew the result because I get alerts, right? Yeah, yeah. So I get alerts for certain fights that are going on all over the world and they ping up with results. So it goes, Kirill Relic uh, against Trojanovsky, 115, 113. I'm going, hang on a minute. It's half 12 in the afternoon. I want to watch this at one o'clock. Stop, stop. <laughs> no, so I already knew the result of that fight before it started. They showed, obviously, a New Air's fight uh, live via the stream. All, wow. se- all 70 seconds of it, mate. This is what happened, right? Special, isn't it? So I've, I've been out all that. I went to a kid's party yesterday, which I'll tell you about in a minute. I got into a bit of, bit of trouble. Right, I went to a kid's party. You got into a bit of trouble at a kid's party? I'll tell you why in a minute. I went to, so I've I've been to a kid's party with my lad. We got back at about four o'clock. Liverpool City are playing at half four. Yeah. Right? So I gets back at four o'clock and I knew that uh, the Inoue fight had been on at one o'clock in the afternoon. I'd not checked my phone all afternoon. So I went um, online onto the website, which they'd already uploaded it. So I went back online to have a little bit of a nosy. I put I started the the, te- the telebroadcast on the ring walks and all that type of stuff. I went to go and put the kettle on. By the time the kettle had boiled, <laughs> I'd missed the fucking fight. I had to rewind it again. Brilliant. So he's been in there, done the business. Seventy seconds. The new air was absolutely outstanding, wasn't it? He? he was just he he's, yeah. he didn't even hit him hard, mate. He's got no, a he fucking. He's just got a touch of death. It's like Bruce Lee's one inch punch. Is it what is. it is. He just goes ding gone. It didn't look like much, did it? It was just a simple one-two combination. Switches the lights off. That right hand, as soon as it landed on his chin, Mm. that piano was just out, like fucking out, out. 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 Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Not Mickey Flanagan out, out. He was out, out. 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 (laughs) He was out, out. It was just, it's insane the amount of power that Anoue's got. For such a small guy, you know, we talked then about the gales, about the flyweights. And them uh, not packing too much power. I know this is up a bantam, but I knew he was naturally a flyweight. He's, you know, this is a guy moving up a division. Yeah, yeah. He'd already wiped out the division below. Yeah, yeah. So now he's moving up to go in the World Boxing Super Series, and he's still cleaning people out with one punch. Yeah, man. It's fucking frightening. He's the man. He is absolutely the man. And you know, now I've got to backtrack on my oh, selection. No, no, After no, no, seeing no. that, I'm like, holy no, no, fuck. no. You've gone Burnett. I've gone a new air. Stop there. Burnett, yeah. It's a new air Burnett. You've obviously got uh, Rodriguez in there, yeah, and we've hell, and yeah. we've still got to see and Tete. Tete. Woo-hoo. I hope, wow. I hope Tete and Nue, just because of the length that uh, Tete possesses, yeah, and the bang that he's got. Even Rodriguez, he's a big boy. He can bang as well, yeah. Yeah, but I'm just talking about let's. I think size. you need to be size and long, yeah. maybe to do something different with him. Yeah, but he's still fucking ridiculous. It doesn't matter. It? He's just got, as you say, he's got that touch of death. It's just like when he lets that right hand go and he connects on the chin, 
it's just frightening. He must punch like a middleweight. Mm. Yeah, he's a super flyweight, bantamweight. I'm confident. It's unreal. I'm confident that this tournament is going to do for Inoue what it did to Usyk. 17 wins, 15 knockouts. At that weight. At that weight. Mm. It's unbelievable. At that weight and below. It's unbelievable. Honestly, I would love to... Whoever fights him next, you need to send in someone you absolutely fucking trust to watch his hands get wrapped. Because it's like he's got... Concrete in there. He's got Marquez hands. It it is. (laughs) It's like he's got a shoot, like a, a, a horse... Fucking, what are they called? Horseshoe. A horseshoe. <laughs> you fucking idiot. It's a 10-hour flight catch up with me there. What do they call them things that the, uh, they put on? Them shoes that horses you know, have on? Them shoes that horses have got, what do they call it? Horseshoe. <laughs> he's like he's got a horseshoe in his right hand, yeah. But man, frightening. Mm. That's two back-to-back first-round knockouts for him. Yeah, he's outstanding. Uh, Kira Relic did come through, by the way, against Trojanovski. Uh, one fifteen, one thirteen. It was a close fight. Yeah. Um, Did he deserve to get it? I haven't seen that fight. Yeah, yet. yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. One fifteen, one thirteen on all the cards. But the talking point from uh, the first uh, weekend of uh, World Boxing Super Series fights, of course, uh, Noya Nui, absolutely oh. outrageous, mate. Can't wait to see what comes next in that tournament. It comes this weekend, doesn't it? Yeah, there's something on this weekend. I'll check it in a minute for you. I'll give you the exact fights. Uh, but I wanted to uh, quickly flick over uh, the performances of the weekend just gone past. We'll look forward to the weekend uh, coming up with Lewis Ritson in action. Yeah. But first of all, Canelo is taking on a scouser at Madison Square Garden on December the 15th. This Take this as your formal announcement. We are bringing the Christmas party a week forward. Yeah. We might do something in Manchester the week after. Yeah, yeah. We're definitely going to do something in Manchester. Two weeks after, isn't it? No, 15th to the 20th. Fucking hell. How long have you been on your bloody flight for? Sorry, Can you not yeah. even do Fucking maths now? Yeah. Can't even do maths, yeah. Right. We're going to have to do both. Madison Square Garden. Wow. A little bit of shopping in New York. Hell yes. Let's have it. Canelo versus Rocky Fielding. Don't, don't talk about shopping in New York. Fucking hell, the wives will want to go. Yeah, fair point. No time for shopping. Just oh. boxing. <laughs> Rocky from Stocky has taken the boys mm. over to New York. It's going to be absolutely fucking mental. Uh, Norman from Twitter, by the way. I don't know if you've seen uh, Chris Walk. Uh, uh, official walks on Twitter. Yeah. Um. He uh, he came up with a fucking golden tweet. Obviously, you get a lot of support, you get a lot of hate for a fight like this because people have their opinion as to what is going to happen in it. Yeah. And uh, and Chris tweeted, um, Rocky shouldn't be taking this fight uh, because he hasn't got a cat in hell's chance, according to Norman off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that has just summed up Twitter in a fucking exactly. diamond tweet. That's exactly Twitter. Yeah. Well done, Chris. Nailed it, mate. Exactly. Some 40-year-old virgin who lives in his mum's loft <laughs> doesn't think Rocky's got much of a chance, there even though he's never been to a fucking but, boxing fight so that's or why you in his life. So that's why you shouldn't take yeah, it. Don't take on, it, yeah. Even though it's probably the biggest payday he's ever going to get in his entire life. Exactly. It's and, fu- and it's fighting it's a middleweight Mar- moving up. And, yeah, and... And it's Madison Square Garden, yeah. and he's the defending champion. Exactly, Don't take yeah. the fight. Honest to God. Wow, Dickheads, aren't they? What is it with Canelo, though, and English fighters? He loves fucking it. loves them, doesn't he? Yeah, loves it. Loves them. Khan, Rhodes, Hatton. It's just mental. Mate, out of all the fights that were going to happen, out of all the fights that were going to happen for Rocky uh, and for Canelo, I would never have picked this. I wouldn't have picked Canelo going up this early. No. At some point, maybe. Yeah. But to go up to 168 at this point. I just think, it, it, for me, it, it kind of feels like Canelo is at the end now. 
and he's like, I'm going to go up to, I'm going to get another weight division done. Just going to keep rattling through. I'm going to get another weight division done and I'll have a little look around then, you know what I mean? It's like, he's not, he's not looking to stay. Well, he's won all the belts at middleweight. Obviously, he hasn't got Billy Joe's belt, but he's obviously thought, fuck, fuck Billy it. Joe Saunders. Yeah. I'll go up and, and define my legacy by winning a title at super middleweight now as well yeah. and join all those Mexican greats who've done multiple weight classes. Mm. That's obviously where he's thinking. And, he, you know, with all due respect, he obviously thinks Rocky Fielding's a bit of a soft touch, but he isn't. Rocky can fucking bang. And, mate, he's it with the chance, I'm telling you. Just make sure... He just is. make Scouts sure, is Just make sure now. you give... There he is. Make sure you give Canelo a proper drug test. For those that test. have ever slagged us off for being biased, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Rocky's going to knock out Canelo. He's fighting the best fighter for many on the planet, but the Scouser's going to do him. <laughs> Fucking hell. What, he's got an, end of, what mate, an end of the year that's going to be. Mate, he's got to catch him first. Tell you bingos, Usyk. <laughs> and, then, and then Rocky bingos Canelo. <laughs> Then the Scousers have clocked the game. Fucking hell, mate. Th- Do you know something? We are peaking. We are biased right now. <laughs> Absolute peak. <laughs> Bro, you and Rocky knocking out these two fucking clowns before the end of the week. Unreal. Jeez. Jeez. Uh, you'll get a proper uh, in-depth analysis of those fights as we yeah. get a little bit closer. I text Rocky. I text him while I was away. And uh, obviously I was like, you twat. He didn't tell me about that. And uh, I was on the train to do a radio show with you. Remember yeah. I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just yeah, seen yeah. Rocky on the train, been sitting with him, him and his missus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he texted me back and was like, I'm so sorry. I was dying, yeah, I'll show you the actual teeth. I was dying to tell you when we were on the train together, but I was told, I was absolutely sworn to secrecy that I yeah. couldn't say anything about it. Yeah, look, was dying to tell you on the train, mate, but I just wasn't allowed. Big laughy face. Um, they did it over two-week period. So basically, Golden Boy contacted him, and yeah. contacted Eddie. Mm-hmm. Eddie contacted MTK. Then he contacted Rocky, and it was done within two weeks. Job done. Well, Madison Square Garden as well, man. Amazing, absolutely amazing. I've never been to New York. Are we having it? Nineteen years in the game. I've never been to New York. Let's go and pop those cherries. I don't know why it just hasn't happened. I just don't. I don't know why. All in all that time, I've never been to a fight in New York. It just hasn't happened. And you know, yeah, want to pop our cherry with us? Let's go and pop some uh, MSG cherries. Absolutely. That's it. Won't last long. Nah, Canelo will be licking canvas. <laughs> licking canvas by round three. <laughs> Mark my words. Third round KO for Listen, Rocky from Stocky. But book it because we are definitely doing it. We are definitely going on a little Christmas trip. Fifteenth uh, of December. Rocky from Stocky taking away on leg. Canelo. It's the away leg. Yeah, <laughs> the return legs the week after for uh, Frampton. Uh, yeah. For Frampton Warrington. Uh, Fury Wilder's press conference panto tour has been going on. Uh, London last Monday, then they went to New York, funnily enough, on the Tuesday, and then off to uh, Los Angeles on the Wednesday. Three days of going back and forth. I've never, in my wildest uh, dreams of covering fight sports, used the word dosser as many times as, I, as ever. I was, a, I was walking around Vegas calling everyone a dosser. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a word from years gone by. I used to call yeah. it when you were back in school, and yeah. now uh, Big Titan's brought, brought it, back. it back. He's brought it back. You're a dosser, you bum. You're a dosser. <laughs> there he is. I li- Do you know what I liked in the first press conference? Come on, I want to feel the power. Yeah, let's have a little tickle. Let's, let's, have, a yeah. li- <laughs> let's have a little. T- Come on, a little, let's body- have a little body spa. Let's have a body spa. <laughs> let's have a little body spa. Me and my brothers, we we always have a little bit of bare knuckle. I can I can tell the power of the bronze bomber. Let's have a go at that. Let's have a little tickle. Let's have a come on, you dosser, you bum. Let's have a little tickle. 
What the fuck are you doing? He's off his tits, isn't he? Works though, doesn't he? He's got him. Didn't he do a million pounds worth of tickets in 20 minutes? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got him going. He's got him going, and he is Tyson. Fair play to him. And then, who else did he call out? He wants wants a a thousand pound spa with Jarrell Miller. Yeah. Because he's a fat prick. (laughs) He called him out. He called him out. He called somebody else out as well this week. He's he's, he's right at it at this moment in time, isn't he? Tyson is back. He is right at it. And the more the sports better for it, man. Of course he's it is. Fucking hilarious, and do you know something? The more that this fight gets closer, the, the more, more I think I'm, Tyson's going to tie him up in the knots. The more I'm going to believe mentally and physically. The more I'm going to believe that Tyson's going to do him. Yeah, I think Tyson is going to do him. I think Tyson, I'm not there yet. I'm not at that point. Yet. I think Tyson's going to do him. I think by the time the fight actually happens, Deontay Wilder's going to be so charged and so fucking angry that he's just going to go in there and he, you know. We've said before that Deontay Wilder at times just looks like a pisshead outside Yates' wine lodge, swinging bombs from everywhere. The thing is, he's got the type of cardio that means he can just swing bombs all night. Yeah. But for someone like Tyson Fury, with the size and the weight advance, the weight that he's got, if he wants, he can fuddle his way through 12 rounds with anyone. I don't care how hard you punch. He can fuddle his way through 12 rounds with anyone and make them look bad. And Wilder will just get more and more angry and more and more exhausted and more and more wound up. And Tyson will just be talking to him and, and talking him down and tying him up and fucking annoying him. Honestly, I can see Tyson win, not only winning, but winning quite comfortably as well. No. Winning quite comfortably on points. That's it, man. Honest. You got me going. Listen, by the time I get to December the 1st, I will 100% be locked in. Uh, on a Tyson Fury victory. Uh, did you see the uh, WBC convention, by the way, this week? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I seen they did uh, WBC's Got Talent. Did you see that? They did a, <laughs> they did a talent show. Yeah, they did. And like fucking Klitschko was singing. Vitaly. Vitaly had his band up there, yeah, didn't he? There was a, a couple few, of lads yeah. up there, yeah. It was me. Uh, my old mate, John H. Stacey, won it though. Yeah. He was, uh, obviously, he's a crooner, John. He's been crooning for years. He does the old uh, Dean Martin and all that kind of stuff. WBC got talent. Yeah, John H won it. Mm. Um, Well, the thing that I take from it, there's a couple of things uh, that come out of it. They've they've called, at the convention, obviously, they go through loads of different bits and pieces of of business, but then they call fights. They basically talk mandatories and various things like that. And at at this, uh, let me know what you think of these. Triple G versus Jamal Charlo. Smoke show. Sensational. Let's have it. I'm up for a bit Absolutely. of that. The winner of that then will be mandatory. Charlo wins that, by the way. I think so too. Uh, but the uh, winner of that then becomes mandatory for the WBC belt, which is currently held by a certain ginger. That'll be, uh, that'll be vacated. Because he's going up. So that, I wonder if they'll make Charlo Triple G for the vacant belt. Maybe. It's not confirmed that yet, but yeah. they've, they've called for that fight, Triple G against Jamal Charlo. Uh, Thurman, Sean Porter, two. Porter's obviously the champion there. Let's get that on. Uh, Gary Russell only fights once a year, but they're going to make him fight against Leo Santa Cruz. It's on the undercard of Fiori Wilder. Fancy that? Absolutely. Uh, what do you reckon of Linares versus Broner? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I think Linares boxes his socks off, to be honest. Of course he does. He's too fast. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Mikey Garcia's got a fight coming up. Once he comes through that, he'll be taking on Luke Campbell. Oh, really? Oh, right, okay. You thought I was going to say Lomachenko. Lomachenko. No, it's there. they've called for Luke Campbell. Well, I'm buzzing. But having said that, though, um, Lomachenko's already the WBA champion in that division, so they can yeah. supersede it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I mean, yeah. unifications will always supersede it. Of course. Uh, but uh, the WBC have said Luke Campbell's our number one, and therefore he's in line for a shot with uh, Which is good Mikey for Luke Garcia. Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, Luke Campbell's going to look back on his career, isn't he, and go, fucking hell. How unfortunate was that? In any other era, (laughs) I'd have been a unified champion or certainly at least a world champion. But unfortunately, in my era, Mm. I was up against some of the fucking best lightweights 
you know, for years, for generations. Yeah. You know, he's got Loma, Garcia and Linares, who are all, you know, mm. I'm sorry to say. Well, Linares is now obviously competing at the weight category build, but he's come across Linares, hasn't he? And he oh, that's up. what I mean. He's lost yeah, to yeah, Linares yeah, yeah. already, yeah. Uh, David Benavides yeah. got caught on the sniff. He's now the uh, champion in recess. All oh, right, okay. So therefore, the vacant belts okay. will be contested by Anthony Durrell. Again? And gets better, mate. You ready for this? If this, you don't say Callum Smith now, I'm going to be fuming. I'm not saying Callum Smith now. Do you know what I'm saying? Why can't you say Callum Smith? He's what? the fucking WBC silver cha- uh, diamond belt are you, champion. Are you going to let me finish? Anthony Durrell. Avni Yildrim. Yildrim? Who got fucked by Eubank? <laughs> well, it gets better, right? What? Eubank pissed off Maurizio Suleiman, the the, uh, the president. He's, he, he shunned the WBC. Do you know very similar to how Canelo did yeah. in the build-up to the Triple G fight, but they ended up sorting it out. Uh-huh. Eubank's done a very similar thing uh, with the WBC. So Suleiman, and this shouldn't be allowed, right? Personal preference shouldn't come into your rankings, but Suleiman's gone, fuck it, Yildrim's ranked above you. So therefore, Eubanks missed out on an opportunity to fight for the WBC Super Middleweight Championship of the World uh, because uh, Suleiman thinks he's a bit of a dick. So Yildrim's going to fight Darrell for that belt. I, don't, I just don't understand why they've got a WBC Diamond Belt champion and all in Callum Smith. Yes, you do, because it makes money, mate. It's a sanctioning know, fee. The, they make these belts up for so the fun. WBC, then, they're just as bad as the fucking WBA now, aren't they? Well, the problem is, is that Callum Smith, even though he holds that WBC silver belt, because he's now Diamond the WBC... It's a silver belt. No, the one, he, the one he won for World Boxing Super Series is oh, the diamond the new one. belt. Right. So because he's got that, he's out of the WBC official rankings because he's the WBA super champion. If you're a champion in the other weight category, yeah. you are out of the rankings of the other uh, sanctioning bodies. If you're a WBA champion, so you, yeah, he's the WBA. WBC won't recognize you at all. So he's out of those rankings. If he wasn't the WBA super, he'd be ranked still number one or number whatever he was originally. So he'd be fighting Darrell. Yeah. Oh. Because, in effect, in effect, Again. because he's a world champion, you can unify. And therefore, yeah, yeah. it kind of supersedes the rankings anyway. So yeah. they'll, they'll sanction that fight eventually. Fucking Yildrim. Yildrim. <laughs> Avni Yildrim is, is sanctioned to fight for the WBC Super Middleweight Championship. They're just trying to hand it to Darrell, aren't they? Who himself is. Made the glass, mm. pulls out of fights left, right, and centre. Mm. Anyway, um, WBC, the best at it as well. Yeah. Uh, just a quick one on the AJ. I think we've touched this, uh, but it keeps coming up in conversation these AJ Wilder negotiations, like trying to press for making the fight before the Wilder oh, yeah. Fury fight. Oh, I just don't get it. And Sky are banging the drum all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. Wilder does, Wilder's team don't even want to sit down with them. And you're like, what the fuck are they on about? Well, I was t- at the weekend, Kevin Mitchell. And uh, Spencer Oliver were with, with me. And they had maybe a similar attitude to, to where Sky was at. If you were... AJ's the draw because he pulls in the numbers, right? Yeah. We get that. I totally get that. And yes, he will always be the A-side in these no- negotiations with a fight with Fury, with a fight with Wilder. He's always the A-side. He's always going to get the lion's share. But if you are Wilder, for example, and this is who they want to make this fight with, if you're Team Wilder, why would you do that negotiation now? It doesn't make any sense whatsoever to do the negotiation now because your stock, if you knock out Tyson Fury, rises. So therefore, your piece of the pie gets bigger yeah. after December the 1st if you are still the WBC champion and now the lineal heavyweight champion. See, we get it. We understand it. I'm sure all the fight disciples understand it. It's clear as day. 
yeah. why did they, why they don't want to meet with Eddie Hearn and negotiate now. So I don't understand why Eddie Hearn and, and Sky are making this big fucking song and dance story about it. It makes no sense for them to negotiate with you now. When he knocks out Fury, which is obviously what they believe will happen, yeah. he knocks out Fury, then they will argue 50-50. Yeah. They're not going to do a deal now for 70-30 or... Exactly. They won't get 50-50 because I still believe that AJ, because he pulls the numbers, he's yeah, yeah. selling the fight, he's the man. But, and they... but, but... It brings it closer to 50-50. Absolutely, because if, if Wilder beats Fury, then they will go, well, now... Fury was more popular than it. They'll start saying, "Well, Fury was the lineal champion. Fury was more Absolutely. popular. Fury was the the you know the man on the streets favorite." Blah blah blah. So when we come to the UK to fight AJ now, we want fifty fifty because without us, you've see the other argument is in terms of legacy and the most money possible. AJ's beaten up a lot of guys in front of ninety thousand people. Now for the first time, he's not selling out ninety thousand seater stadiums. People mm. are going, "Well, who've you got to face?" Wilder's. On paper, if Wilder blows away Fury, on paper, Wilder's the only big fight out there for him. Yeah. The big fight. The one that's really going to get people engaged. So without Wilder, they don't do 90,000 seats of stadiums because mm. fans are going to go, I'm not paying that to see a fight, big baby, Jarrell Miller. Or Dillian. I'm not I'm not paying to see Dillian a fight, d- Dillian Dillian would do more numbers than Jarrell. It'll do between 70 and 80,000. Exactly. But, but it, don't do in 90. But you want to be, you be sold out. Legacy exactly. You want to be sold out in a minute. So they're all gone. Okay. So that's something you need to take into account then. Because Wilder's team appreciate that, and they're going, no, no, we know what we're worth to you. You can keep feeling, you can fight at Wembley twice a year, AJ, and sell 70,000, 80,000 tickets. Yeah. But you'll never engage the public. You'll never get everyone in like you will for us. And to do that, we want more. And Fury. Fury, if Fury bamboozles yeah. uh, Wilder, uh, Wilder, his stock rises. Well, that, the, the, them conversations, I guarantee Fury won't do it for less than 50 50. Yeah. Because he'll just go, fuck you. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the lineal champion. I'm still mm. undefeated. You're, you're, a, you're carrying my yeah. belts anyway. Uh, I agree with you. Regarding the noise that is being made that, oh, they don't want to talk to us, they don't want the fight. That's not the case. I'm gu- I guarantee you that's not the case. They just understand what their stock is worth and they yeah. know that their stock will rise after December the 1st, it's should typical, there it's be. typical Eddie using the power of Sky to try and, and right, listen, turn fans against Wilder and but, all that, but we can all see it. We're not fucking stupid. Yeah, but if you are him, you do the same thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Try and blackmail them into it because they realise as well, if he, if Wilder, and he's fully capable of doing this, puts what, Fury to kip in the first round, yeah. and he's got the freakish power that he could do it, then that is go, that goes global. That's everywhere. It's all over Sky. It's everywhere. It goes absolutely viral. And then the push for AJ will be overwhelming. Yeah. If you've got a deal in place already, great fucking sound but they're gambling on their man they go no no let's we're gonna do this guy and then we'll talk yeah because then they will go aj never had this guy because the pressure will be on eddie and aj he to has make to the make fight the fight well. they have to make they've the fight. got to make it yeah yeah so then they go well and they have to make it for april they 50, have to make that fight for it. If, he, if he bingles him in the first round yeah and he's still pretty fresh then it's got to it has april. to happen at april it has to happen at wembley and then you're talking listen it still won't be 50 50 but it'll be closer to 55-45, let me tell you. He you. will get the best deal that anybody's ever got out of an AJ fight. And so he should. Absolutely he should. Yeah. So I don't know why everybody else can't see that. No. I think I think people who listen to this and, and I think fight general fight, yeah, I think, they get it. I think they get it. Yeah, I think yeah. they get it. Uh, this weekend, check this out, right? You, you're going to piss yourself at this now. So Nick is supposed to be with me in Newcastle this weekend. I got him a gig. Come and present 
the live broadcast. Lewis Ritson, you love Lewis Ritson. I'm massively Lewis Ritson. You fan. can't get enough of Lewis Ritson. No, he's had me mates on the undercard as well. Robbie Davis Jr., man know. that you called us. And Fowler. Your two prospect, of them. Your two prospect, mates. Right, your two pals are on there. Yeah. And I've said to him, right, there's a vacancy on the top t- on the top desk of the of the national broadcast. Come on, mate. I'll get a blag on. You come and do the show with me. Right, pal. Absolutely. I'm game in. Absolutely. I squares it off with all the bosses. We're off to Newcastle, lads. A town that he actually used to fucking live in. He knows it by the back of his hand. Let's go and have a weekend up in Newcastle, me and you. And then we'll do the fights. We'll call the fights. We'll do the live commentary. Think about it. This is the dream. This is what we set out to do when we set out the fight disciples. Glover, oh shit, Craig Glover's on the card as well. Fight disciples. (laughs) Fight disciples bringing you live national commentary of whatever fight it may be. Yeah. It was the dream. I signed it off with all the bosses. They comes back to him. He goes, right, what date is it? October 13th. Oh, I can't do that. I'm, I'm, going, I'm on a night out with a wife. I said, you what? You see it every day of the week. Get, get that binned. That's the whole point. I don't, because I haven't seen oh, her for the last I haven't is. seen her for the last five or six Basically, days. Basically, what's happened is this. He spunked all his tokens on going to Vegas, <laughs> and now he can't come to Newcastle. Exactly. That's what's happened. This is what happens when you go to Vegas the month after you've been to Dallas. Mm. And uh, listen, you know yourself, mate. Happy wife, happy life. That's how we roll. If I go to Newcastle this weekend, I may not have a wife. That's it. So, Well, you know what I mean. Come see, come see. Yeah. <laughs> well, good point. It is a wicked card. Uh, I'll be honest, it was a fucking close call. That's it. He it was, was actually thinking of going on the night out with the missus or day out with the missus and then shoot, because you're going to London, aren't you? Yeah, and yeah. then shooting back from London up to Newcastle. Before I did, Can I make it in time? Can I get there for seven o'clock? I was literally going to go from the from the ceremony. Because you're going uh, to a wedding. You're yeah, actually going, going to a wedding, wedding yeah. We were going to go from the ceremony, jump straight on a train, <laughs> try and get up there. But it just wasn't It just wasn't possible, you know. That's if I was it. in the north, then maybe. Never but, mind. Uh, uh, it, it was one of them, though. I told Jane about six times, like, yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the office there, you know, for me to work the desk. And uh, and she's like, yeah, but we're going to the wedding, aren't we? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> And then, like, two please, or three... Please just say, go on, then, if you want to do yeah. it. It's like when you're blagging your mum. Two mom. or three days later, <laughs> two or three days later, I'm like, you know, Fowler's been added to that card as well now. <laughs> Up in Newcastle, yeah, yeah. You know, it's such a good card. Such a good card. It's, it's such a shame, isn't it? And she's like, yeah, but we're going to wedding, aren't we? I'm like, yeah, 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 I know we're going to wedding. I know, I know, I know. Fuming, fuming. Uh, yeah. Ritson in action, European title action. Yes. You are going to miss, I'm going to rub this in now, right? You are going to miss one of the best boxing atmospheres of the year. I know. You know what it's like up there. I know. You know what it's I like. I up there. The Geordies love a good scrap. They are going to go The great. atmosphere is going to be mental. And they've got a hometown hero now. Exactly. Someone to get behind. Mm. Did you see that story actually about Newcastle? Ref- they've ordered them to stop wearing the Newcastle badge on his shorts. Yeah, even though he makes no money from putting that badge makes on his shorts. Makes zero money putting a badge on his shorts. He's a former, se- or he is a season ticket holder. Yeah, yeah. He's always supported the club. You know, a lot of fighters do that. A lot of fighters wear the, wear the club shorts on. Fucking Bellew's practically yeah. in the Everton squad. Josh Warrington does with Leeds. They all do. And most of the clubs embrace it. They're like, yeah, great, you're one of us. Not Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley is a cunt, isn't he? <laughs> what an absolute cunt. That's probably that's fucked us for the sponsorship package off that's Dirty it. Sports or whatever. That's he's it. Got. Sports Soft Direct sports, aren't coming our way, son. We're not going to get one of them big mugs of tea, are we? <laughs> but what a cunt! All right, that's three you dropped. 
Mike, if you want to sponsor me personally, <laughs> you're more than welcome to do it. You can do, yeah. I'm gutted, to be honest with you, because, you know, this is Ritten's proper coming out party, in it? Yeah. European title fight at home. Patera, he's fucking wide open for Ritten. Ritten marches through this kid inside three or four rounds. I go with that. Absolutely smashes him to bits. And it's on top of, uh, you know, a belted of a card. Simon Valley, Craig Glover. Two, if you don't know either of them, two top cruiserweights. Glover, Great. no amateur experience, nice but he's a it. monster, absolute monster. Nice lad as well. Um, and Simon Valley, former Commonwealth Games gold medalist, struggled to really get into much rhythm in the pros, but the two of them are meeting in a 10-round, and that'll be a belter. And obviously my prospect of the year from last year, Robbie Davis Jr., takes on Glenn Foot. That's the fight of the night. British Commonwealth title fight. It isn't, because Robbie Davis will wipe the floor with Glenn Foot. All right. What I want to say... It could be fight of the night, <laughs> but regarding Robbie Davis, yeah, prime example of a guy that needs a platform. He's yeah. now got it. You've got the platform. Matchroom have seen the talent. They've jumped all over. He said, "Right, you've got three fights. Go and show us what you're all about." Exactly like they did with Ritson. Mm. It's exactly what he did. I'm not saying Robbie Davis is going to fight like Lewis Ritson, but totally different style of fighter. He's a switch hitter. He's a beautiful. He's beautiful oh, he's to watch. Sensational beautiful to watch. to watch. Sensational. Yeah, you're in for a real treat if you were if you're going to Newcastle this weekend. First time you've seen Robbie Davis Jr. Mate, the kid is absolutely mustard. Absolutely mustard. Glenn Foot's a good, good pro. Yeah, of course he is. Really good. It's a British good fight. T- it's a British title British fight, man. And Commonwealth, British Commonwealth title yeah. fight. Um, but Robbie Davis Jr., you'll, you, when you see him on Saturday night, you'll know why I picked him as my prospect of the year last year. And I tell myself and I'm over you. I wonder if he'll sing it. He will. He always sings it on the way. He, he always, he always he gives will. it the bigger, man. Uh, I'm Dave Allen's on the card as well. Yes. Yes. B- Bingo Dave. Bingo Dave. That's right. There's, a few, there's there. a few on, man. Like you said, Fowler's on there, Fowler, Bingo yeah. Dave's on there. You've got uh, yeah. the Glenn Foot, uh, Robbie Davis Jr. fight, and obviously the main, main attraction is Ritson. We're going for Ritson. That's why we're there. Of course. Uh, but there's some good kids on there, uh, and it will be a great night, of which you won't um, be with me for. No. Um, also uh, happening this weekend, at, I love this. I just love the name of the venue, the CHI Health Centre. <laughs> it just sounds like the local doctor's surgery, doesn't it? Doesn't it? The CHI Health Centre in Omaha, uh, Terence Bud Crawford is back. He's taking on Jose Benavidez. Jose Benavidez is undefeated. He won't be come Sunday morning. No. Home turf. Because Crawford's the man. Crawford is absolutely the man. You know, potentially the best fighter on the planet. Who isn't, whoa, who isn't called Lomachenko. Whoa. Who isn't called Slow Lomachenko. Down. Yeah. Uh, absolutely mustard Terence Crawford. There's another thing this guy can't do. And you know what? Back on home turf, as I say, for this fight... He's um, they come out for him in force, don't they? So yeah. in Omaha, uh, but Benavidez, you know, he stacks up as an opponent. Twenty-seven and 0, 18 knockouts. Uh, goes into this fight on the back of a first round knockout as well over Rojas. So mm. decent kid. Been an interim champion before with the WBA. Probably waited a little bit longer than most expected them to uh, for a title shot. And he's uh, you know, he's a. He's a career welterweight as well, which Crawford isn't. Crawford's obviously moved moved up to this weight division after he completely unified the division below. So, yeah, you know, but we're just trying to talk this guy up, aren't we? We're trying to talk it up to be to be uh, something like. Mate, he's blasted him. Yeah, no, Terence Crawford's just absolutely special, man. As, as good as as Benavidez would be against anybody else, and he'd be a genuine threat with anybody else. Mm. Twenty seven and now, as you say, but Tub Crawford, man, he's a special special fighter. Shaka Stevenson's on the undercard of that as well, by the way. Who's he fighting? Because he needs to kick on now. For I think me. he's a bit. I think he's still got that TBA. <laughs> he's a good lad. 
he's good a, lad, that's He's undefeated his TBA. Not a bad lad, yeah. See, I'll tell you something, he gets around a bit, this TBA. I see him on a few cards. <laughs> yeah, he's also exactly, in Newcastle yeah. this weekend on uh, Anthony Fowler's card. Yeah. Know, something like that. Um, World Boxing Super Series uh, continues this weekend. Russia, the destination. Uh, Ekaterinburg, we heard that name pop up quite a lot, didn't we, during the World Cup. That's where we're going, the Ekaterinburg Expo uh, in Russia. Um, for week two, the WBO world champion in the bantamweight division, Zulani Tete, uh, is in action yes. against Olian. I, uh, I fully anticipate Tete to <laughs> take care of him quite quickly. And, and, to be fair, and to be fair, Tete now needs, I've been mean, watched in Nui at the weekend. He needs to go and make a statement. He needs to, he needs to keep the fire burning what, for him. Inside 70 seconds? Well, maybe not. You know, he needs to Get go and blast, doesn't he? No pressure. No pressure on Listen, you, on nobody's doing it. Nobody's doing it. Jesus Christ. Hang on a minute. I watched him a couple of a uh, couple of fights ago, mate. He knocked the kid out with the first punch of the fight. Teddy, that's right. Walked yeah, straight yeah. out there and went bang. That's what, we need that type that of statement. In, uh, that was Belfast, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was eleven seconds. Yeah, that's it, mate. I took my seat. It was even quicker. I took my seat and then went right. I got bogged now. See you in a bit. Ta-da. Off. <laughs> gone. He was only there for a short space of time. Yeah. Um, a statement like that from Tete then just keeps the fire burning, the debate going uh, for the World Boxing Super Series bantamweight division, and then. The guy that we're both tipping to actually win uh, the cruiserweights is uh, also fighting this weekend. We're both going for Tabiti, are we? Is that where we're going? The sleeping giant in this division? Of course we are, yeah. Is that who it is? Absolutely. Uh, he's taking on fair for this weekend. He's the American Tabiti. Um, he probably should have featured, if I'm honest, in the in the first lot of uh, of cruiserweights. But out of the of the bunch that have gone in uh, this time round, don't get me wrong, there's some talent. Tabiti's the one to beat. See what I did there? Tabiti. Tabiti is the one Tabiti. Anyway, that's happening uh, in Russia this weekend. Yeah. Uh, this Aloyan who's fighting Tete, is he a replacement? Was he in from the start? Aloyan. Yeah, I think he is. I think he was. It's because he's a novice and he's only had four fights. Russian though. Mm. I know that's why that's happening in Russia. Yeah. Anyway, we don't have a TV deal in the UK for that as of yet. Fuck. So it'll probably be a website job again. Well, Boxing Super Series streaming live. That's it, that's it. Um, and what that's time is that on? We'll have to try and work it out because it's in Russia. We'll have to try and work it out and stick it on social it'll be, media. It'll be early evening, I think. Like Saturday afternoon? I think so. Fuck. You're at a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I never told you the story about me uh, kids' party. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Okay, take us back. Nice. This is Saturday before the Man City game. Sunday, sorry. Yeah. So, went to a, went to a kids' party at All Star Lanes in Manchester. It's a bowling alley type thing. Really near where we went to that Bellu press conference is where it is, right? At uh, at the Radisson. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm at All Star Lanes. Me and the boy, we're getting stuck in there and uh, he's enjoying himself. We've got, the, we've got the bumpers out and all that. Now, I knew that this person would be there, but I totally forgot because basically, I'm friends with the birthday girl's dad, right? The birthday girl's dad? The birthday girl's dad. Oh, who, who's, who's, who the fuck's the birthday girl? <laughs> whose party we went to, right? So the birthday okay. girl's dad, I'm mates with him. Yeah. And this other chap is also mates with him, but it's from a different set of friends. Okay. This other chap is former England and Manchester City goalkeeper, Joe Hart. Okay. Right? Yeah. Now, for anybody that's ever listened to me do... Please tell me Joe Hart dropped the cake. No, 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 no. No, that'd have been great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, but for anybody that's ever listened to me on uh, any radio platforms doing football programs or maybe follows me on social media, knows that I'm quite vocal about certain footballers. And I have been in the past about uh, Joe Hart, saying that he's got chocolate wrists and various things like that, okay? So 
I'm there, knocking about, doing the bowling alley, having a right old scream of it, having a right old time of it. Me and the lad are enjoying ourselves, okay? Turns round, walking back to the top of the alley, sees Joe Hart. And I thought, oh, fuck, yeah, of course, because he's Steve's mate. Of course he is, yeah, yeah, right? Didn't think anything of it. Then, as I'm sat down, I just have this cold sweat, thinking to myself, fuck, fuck. What if he knows that I've slagged him? Right, I don't want to be in this environment. So then, what I did, I got on my Twitter and I put a search in. Right? The amount of tweets that were on there where I've absolutely blasted him, absolutely gone to town on him. I mean, shockers. Right? So, delete, delete, delete. Teddy, my little lad's going, Dad, it's our turn. I went, yeah, in a minute, go, go, go. You just go and throw that ball. D- delete, 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 delete. <laughs> going through all these tweets, getting rid of it all, right? Anyway. Coward. My, absolutely bottled it. Yeah. Completely bottled it. Coward. My mate knows class that I've been vocal. Please tell me you brought it up. Right, he doesn't know that I'm deleting tweets, but he knows I've been vocal about you, all right? Yeah, so yeah. anyway, it's a kid's party. They go off for food and all this type of stuff. Joe, sound as fuck buys it but he's buying everybody beers and all this type of stuff i'm thinking fucking hell he's a nice guy as well this is making it worse <laughs> please just get I'm, i need a slide out the back door as soon as the cake comes as soon as the cake's done i'm out of here right so anyway i ends up in a in a kind of a conversation he's there my mate comes over don't he my mate please comes over tell me you dropped it and he comes on, he goes, you watching the game this afternoon? I said, yeah, yeah, as soon as, hurry up with this cake, right? I need to get home to go and watch the match, like. And he goes, Are you, do, you, do you still watch City Joe, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I still watch, like, I'm a fan, aren't I, like, type thing. I'll still, I'll still watch, and he started talking and all this type of stuff. I don't want to get in a conversation. <laughs> I do not want to get into the conversation. <clears throat> so my mate goes, uh, do you know Adam, by the way? And he goes, no, I don't think we've met before. He goes, oh, yeah, he works on TalkSport. He's a big fan of yours. <laughs> And I've gone, I've gone, he goes, oh, right, right, right. You can just feel my face. You can feel my face going as red as fuck. I'm thinking, no, don't take this any further. And my mate's proper dagger eyeing me. He's like going, go on, tell him what you think of him. Tell him. Tell him what you think of him. Tell him you call them Cadbury's wrists. Oh, mate. And Joe, Joe, to be fair, then, took it in good faith. But my mate's then absolutely stinging the living daylights out of me. He's like going, oh, yeah, you know, you know what he's like, Joe. It's fucking every time you drop one in the net. Like, they've got a good relationship, so he yeah, can yeah, say yeah. it to him. So he's like, well, every time you drop one in the net, this fucker's onto you, mate. He's giving it the big end. <laughs> Made me feel that big. Brilliant. And then he goes, then he goes, right? He goes, oh, he's always on social media giving you tons, mate. Look, I'll show you some of the tweets. And I'm thinking, thank fuck, I've just deleted everything I have ever said about Joe Hart. So my mate then gets his phone up, because Joe Hart's not on Twitter. Right. So he gets his phone up. He's messing about on the old thing and what have you. He's like going, that's funny. I can't find any. And I went, because I've never said it. (laughs) You're lying. You're lying. (laughs) Oh, mate, I've never felt so... But the thing is then, so the party finishes, off we go. Yeah. I gets in the car, goes to the car park, gets in the car with my lad. So we're driving back. And as we're driving out the exit of the car park, who's at the exit? Fucking Joe, we his kids coming into the car park. Gives me a wave, doesn't he? And a little Legend. nod. It gives me a wave and gives me a little nod. And I went, do you know something? You're a top lad. Fair play to you, mate. You've absolutely yeah. ruined me all yeah, afternoon. Yeah. There you go. Just just catch it next time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, top lad's just a shit goalie. <laughs> <laughs> Says Adam. Says Adam. Anyway. 
That's how I nearly got my head kicked in at, uh, yeah. at a kid's party. My mate stitching me up. Hilarious. Uh, thank you very much for uh, listening to us this afternoon. Um, we are available on iTunes. You can subscribe. Fight Disciples is the name that you're looking for. Uh, fightdisciples.com is our website for all Android feeds. You can also get us on social media at Fight Disciples, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Get all over that. Uh, please subscribe uh, and come back next week for some more. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.